Hi, everybody. My name is Kara McCarran, and I'm the host of She's the Owner podcast. On this podcast, we're going to be featuring female founders who are at any part of their entrepreneurial journey. We will ask them the same 10 questions and see where the conversation takes us. It's Kara again, back with the She's the Owner podcast, and um, we're having some really incredible guests. All of our guests are incredible, but we're having some really cool ones um, just coming up out of the out of the woodwork now that things have got some momentum. So uh, today, I want to introduce Kristen Wilkinson, and so her and I, our connection is um, Neil Conlon, who was on our show actually, I think uh, last week or the week before he came on, and he was one of the first men to come on and, and chat with us about masculine and feminine energy. And so we, Kristen actually was at the UPW that I met Neil at, which, um, what year, like last summer, I guess, or November in Newark. And November. Um, November, yeah. Well, I was at was the like one in Miami. Oh, okay. Oh, Miami's a nice one to be at. Although yeah. we're not outside ever, so it doesn't really right. matter. But. <laughs> Um, so welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. I know um, we've had we had some technical issues at the start of this, but here we are. So tell yeah. us a little bit about what you do. You're you're in real estate. So tell me a bit about or the listeners a little bit about kind of, you know, what you do, how you got there, and then we'll take it from there. Yeah, well, um, I help people buy, sell, invest in real estate in Southwest Florida um, I'm, I'm pretty new to the entrepreneur game here. And, um, so, so I really started, I started in real estate, uh, about two or three years ago. Um, I started doing rentals, uh, got a mentor and just kind of have gone from there. Um, but prior to that, I was in healthcare. So, so, um, I was in brain injury rehabilitation and I've always kind of had this like interest or intrigue in psychology um, and I'm a doer. So, so I have no college degree, got married when I was really young, um, had kids when I was really young. Um, so my first job was a mom, you know, my first real job, my first real job was a mom and um you know, I think when you're in that, you kind of, you give it all you have because they're your kids. Um, and so, so my kids were probably maybe six or seven and I was approached, uh, by a nurse friend of mine. I was actually going to school for nursing at the time. And she asked if I had any interest in working with these people that had these traumatic brain injuries. And um, so I went and I got the job and, um, I just excelled. Um, I loved it. I loved it. I loved learning about it. I loved being in there. And, and um, I know we'll get into energies later, but um, kind of stepping into that like nurturing role um, for these people. And I really excelled. So I ended up uh, getting a transfer out to Scottsdale, Arizona, and I was promoted to the program director. Um, mm-hmm. I did that for about a year. And shortly thereafter, uh, we moved to Naples, Florida. And um, Tony sometimes says, uh, "Burn the boats," and and that's what I did. I burned the boats. There's no there's no brain injury specialist job here in in Florida. So I burned the boats, came here, um, got married when I was really young. So kind of turbulent relationship. Ended up getting divorced, and 
um, because my first real job was a mom and there's no job here for me, um, I looked at real estate and I kind of got into this like helping people. I had kind of thought about doing that before when I was younger, but didn't really know what I was doing. And um, yeah, again, just kind of jumped into it. You know, I sit back in this like, um, like it's not about making money. Some people are in this thing for, for making money. For me, it's about helping people. And um, I had to find that first. And I got into it and um, like I said, got a mentor and um, it's, it's been great. You know, I'm, I'm still, you know, because I'm still pretty new, I would say in the grand scheme of things, um, I feel like I found my footing and, um, and, and what I'm focusing on now is um, trying to help people with short sales. So mm. again, stepping into that, you know, feminine, like, you know, I've got you, this is something like, this is the biggest purchase of these people's lives. Um, and there's an honor in helping people with that. But then what happens when they get into trouble? You know, they might feel, especially a husband, my gosh, you know, he might feel not enough. He might be feeling mm-hmm. like a failure and there's embarrassment and shame with that. And so for me, I really feel like you need the right person to come along and say, like, it's okay. There's no judgment. And you're not going to lose everything. I can save you from that. And, and I want to, I want these people to have their dignity because what happens when you lose a house, you know, you have this, this, this marriage and that can, I mean, that can really break something. And, and so, um, again, coming into it with helping people, it's not just helping people with the house, it's helping people with their lives and dignity and piecing it back together. It's not just selling it. It's how do I get you back on your feet, you know, Mm -hmm. get you back on the road to success to feel good about yourself. And I, I, so I'm just going to dive in and I have a whole bunch of other questions, but you've tapped on a whole bunch of things in in that intro. So thank you for that. Um, It's, it sounds to me though, like um, in a situation where a, a man is losing his family's home because of whatever reason, he in his masculine energy is like, what the F do I do now? And so it's interesting, the dynamic, because you can't, you kind of almost have to, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it sort of seems like you have to come in and out alpha him in these situations so that he can go into his feminine and just release the narrative that he's a loser and that he's a failure and all these other things, rather than what you would think that might not be the most opportune time, but it sort of feels like you have to sort of come in in your masculine energy and say to him, I got you. I know this is, this is shit. And that helps to build him back up because if you went in, in your feminine, in a situation like that, he would still, he would be trying to fix it. He'd be strong and he wouldn't release all the things he needs to release from the, from the experience. So Mm -hmm. it's it's interesting, you know, because a lot of time I'm always saying, we're in our masculine and then we are always in our masculine and that's not a positive thing, but this is an example of when in your business, it's, it's a mature, you're in a mature masculine energy right now when you're talking to him. And I think that's a beautiful thing, a a distinction there because most women wouldn't know. I don't think to know to do that. You know, they wouldn't, Mm -hmm. they wouldn't because a lot, I mean, listen, the reason I've done all this is because women don't understand the, the energies and they, they don't get, when to turn it on and off. Um, mm-hmm. So have you, how, so how long have you been an entrepreneur then? Like what's the time stamp here? Like 
two years, so five years, two months? I'm kind of a baby. So I've been, I've been an entrepreneur really for like two years. Oh, that's, I mean, not, I'm that's, really, not, that's a little baby-ish, but not really. <laughs> You've got some time behind you. That's, you know. I'm so an entrepreneur tyke. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and you know what, if you ever have the chance to go to um, Tony Robbins business mastery, he talks about that. Like literally that's one of the, the ways that he describes where business is at, you know, you're an infant, you're a toddler, you're a teenager and so on. Um, mm-hmm. So let's talk if you're okay, cool with it. And I would yeah. love for you to, to be okay with it um, a bit about the divorce. So you, are you no longer together and that's okay. Mm-hmm. So here's what I know about us yeah. female entrepreneurs <laughs> is that I'm ready. And, and this is why I started it. And and I like just a quick snapshot because cause you and I don't know each other personally yet. Um, I started this because last summer I was single and separated from my husband three years. We'd been separated, married for uh, at the time was 17. It'll be, I think, no, this year is 19. Um, but I was single seemingly successful, relatively attractive, bubbly, funny, all the great things. And I was not meeting anybody. And I was like, what the F is happening here? Why can't I meet a good guy? Like people are telling me on paper, I'm this thing. And then I go out and I'm meeting like either guys that just want to have sex or nobody of any real value in terms of, you know, where they're at and what they're bringing to the table. So it got me thinking, what the fuck is the problem? (laughs) And so I turn it inside and I'm like, cause I do all this Tony Robbins stuff. I should, you know, help myself figure it out. And I started to look into this masculine feminine energy. And what I discovered is that women entrepreneurs, we definitely show up in our masculine, in our personal lives. So I was showing up like that, right? I'm like all hunter mode and go, go, go and getting shit done. And I'm thinking, why isn't this guy responding to me? Well, cause he doesn't want another male energy or masculine energy he wants a feminine energy he may not even be aware of it Mm -hmm. so talk a little bit about like now if you're looking back and with that knowledge I mean so I got back together I went to date with destiny got back together with Ken because I realized it was really all me and I needed to surrender in this beautiful way into my feminine core to be there for him in my feminine energy and he could show up in his masculine but most couples don't know that most couples don't go to date with destiny and, and absorb that so talk about a little bit about with your knowledge base about feminine masculine, do you think you were showing up in your marriage more in your masculine? And then what was the outcome? Well, first and foremost, congratulations to you for, for thank you acknowledging that because that's hard. That's yeah. hard. People yeah. think Tony Robbins, like I was taking videos and it's like this massive party and it is, but it's also like 10 years of intensive therapy in like four days. And yep. so, yeah. Um, so yeah, so congratulations to you for that. Thank you. Um, so you're welcome. So for me, um, I was dealing with a wounded masculine. So that looks a little bit different than, than, you know, um, how do we show up every day? And he had, he had positive masculine energy. Um, and so he had some of that. Um, I have, I have, when there's two people in a relationship, there's never a one that's completely right, of course. Nope. Um, so for me, I think 
having my kids at such a young age, um, I was 18 when I had my son. I was 17 when I got married. I did a bunch of stupid shit in high school, you know, that I was, you know, manipulative or, you know, kind of, you're a teenage girl. That's the stuff that I just want to jump in there. That's immature feminine. The manipulation is immature feminine. So hear that really clearly. Mature feminine understands that that was manipulation. So now as you're speaking, it's mature feminine, but just know that we're not talking about manipulation and like trying to like, you know, trick the guy and all that. That's totally immature feminine, just like immature masculine exists. Carry on. Right. So, um, so I had my kids at a young age. I, that was like, I loved, I love being a mom. It's the best job I could have. And mm. I think what that taught me was not only to be present and to have an emotional connection and stay connected with them, um, but it taught me to be feminine and it taught me what true femininity is. And so back when I was like 20 years old and everybody is like being a feminist and now we've got pussy hats and all of these other yep. things, I said, I'm a true feminist. Stay home with your kids. That's what a feminist what a feminist is. If you feel like you want to stay home with your kids, stay home with them. Be a right. stay-at-home wife or mom if that's what you want to be. It's okay. You don't have to stick your six-week-old baby in daycare and go out and get a job. Um, it's okay to be this and and just to kind of sit and like bask in this. And that's mm-hmm. what I did for a long time. I just sat and like marinated in this like womanhood. Like I'm an 18 mm. year old mom. I love my kids. I love being a mom. I love getting on the floor and playing with them. I love taking care of my family. So you get into like this, you know, nurturing and being creative, like setting up different obstacle courses. So, so I felt that. And because I was present, I really felt that. So I think early on I was, afforded the opportunity because of my ex-husband who now we have no relationship whatsoever. It it was a tragedy disaster. Um, Because of that, there are a lot of things that I'm grateful to him for. And that's one of them um, is that without that, had I continued on the path that I was on and just aloof, like so many other people, like you're just living, like you're not taking Mm. your own inventory um, or slowing down. You're like 18, 19, 20 college parties. Like you're not thinking about what you're doing. And I was afforded that opportunity to think about what I was doing, to slow down, to be present in my feminine energy. So I got that and I understand the contrast. So when you look at, at the marriage, then so now I just, this is a be, perfect thing to bring up because my husband and I were talking about talking to moms, not yeah. just business owners, but mothers who are, cause I think running your house is much like running a business. I've got four children. They're all girls. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. from age 10 to 32. Now the interesting thing as mothers, so let's pretend we mm-hmm. don't have any entrepreneurial conversation about it is that we're still in our masculine very much. So when we're running our house, Mm-hmm. And that, so it's beautiful that you, that like, I love like the, all the words you're using when you're describing your feminine energy around your children. Cause that's true. Like motherhood really does, um, I think anchor you into feminine energy because it is nurturing vulnerability, empathy, like it, all of those things that represent feminine energy are there. 
But what happens, I think, and, and tell me if this resonates with your, with your story, is that often as mothers, when they come in, the man comes mm-hmm. in, we're like, get mm-hmm. the F out. I'm running this house. So I can be in my feminine with my children mm-hmm. down on the floor. But as soon as the man comes into my space, all of a sudden I'm in my masculine and that may show up like complaining about how he does the dishes, complaining about how he never takes control. I mean, I used to say that all the time. Why can't you just do shit? Like, why do I always have to do everything? That is a, a mm-hmm. woman in her masculine. That's her favorite thing. So do, right. do you, does any of that trigger for you? Because even though you were in your feminine with the kids, do you think there was ever a time when you definitely were like looking back and, I, and ladies, I want you to understand too, when, when I talk about the feminine energy showing up, we don't have to be swearing and cursing and freaking out on the guy. It still can be very, it can be said very sweetly, but it's still a masculine energy response. Like mm-hmm. criticizing, controlling, closing off. Those are all ways that we show up in our masculine and that puts them in their feminine. But yeah, talk a little bit. Does, does any of that make you think, oh, maybe there I was in my masculine, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there were times here and there, but we had very, we had very clear and defined roles. Mm. My job was to be home, to take care of the house, to do the cooking and do the cleaning and take care of the children. And his job was to work. Um, Right. And, and so I think that, you know, what happens and what can happen is that there's such a divide because you're not, you know, you're not working together. And, and looking back, I see that, I see that now, you know, there was no working together. It was, um, you know, this is, this is just on me. Like, I'm not going to ask because, because I know that this is my role already. And so what happens is that, or in my situation, at least, um, you have, you know, and again, we're, we're, we're talking about somebody who's, who's wounded masculine um, and all of this. I became codependent. Mm. And so there were things, and, and that's a negative, uh, yep. you know, a, a, ne- oh, a wounded feminine is like, I need this because I'm afraid or I don't feel safe. And for me, it was, what, what would I do? You know, I'm, I'm 18, I'm 19, I'm 20, I'm, I'm young. I'm, you know, what would I do? Like, this is my, this is my family. Um, and so, so there's a component of codependency there. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, were there things I stepped into my masculine when it came to um, our children's health. So another uh, topic that, you know, people have different beliefs about vaccinations, you know, I made the choice and he supported me on that. Um, so that was me stepping into my masculine saying like, I agree with this or I want them to have this or I don't want them to have that. And that was me and my masculine, but at home, very much submissive. And I think that that's okay. I do. Well, and I think okay. we, we want to be careful with the word submissive because people will misconstrue that, but I understand yeah. what you're saying. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a surrender. Yeah. It's a res- but so, so right. why did the marriage end? Like, what was the, what was the sort of final or thing that made you decide, you know what, this shit ain't working for me? You know, it was just, it was just a lifetime of infidelity. Mm. <laughs> Surprise, a lifetime of infidelity. And it just got to the point 
where, you know, you can forgive and forgive and forgive. And then it happens again. And at some point you're like, for me, it was, I turned 30 and I was like, Mm. holy crap, I'm 30 years old. I live with my mother-in-law. I have two kids. My husband is not really doing much to support us. And he's in California. And I had just found conversations on his phone with some other woman. And I ended up putting the iPhone locator on his phone. Mm -hmm. So it was coming to me, but I deleted everything. So he didn't know. So as he's in California, I know where he is and I know where he was spending the night and it wasn't anywhere that he was supposed to be. And of course, you know, so he came back and, you know, tried to kind of bring it together. And then it was just more of the same. So I ended up saying, um, look, like I want a divorce. And if you love me, you'll understand, you'll understand why. And you know, there's a whole process of like apologetic and, you know, he's down on his knees and he's crying. And how do you, that's hard. That's really, really hard. And because it's not that you don't care about this person, it's that you have to care about yourself. And so when that happened, um, you know, there are a couple of things that transpired and um, he decided to take uh, our kids on a trip to Arizona and he never came back with them. And so it turned into five months of me chasing him around. He was evicted out of his place in Arizona, then went to Connecticut, then followed him to Connecticut. I'm trying to get him served. I'm trying to like keep the peace. And luckily I had people in my corner that like were just really good for me um, Mm -hmm. and were supportive. And it was really hard, really, really hard. And mind you, this is my first year in real estate sales. So I have my mentor that's keeping me focused and I'm just like affirming to myself every day. If I want a better life for my children, I have to do this. And it's hard right. and going weeks without talking to them when you're, you're, this has been your life. Um, and just dodging, you know, this is just dodging all the time. And then he ended up coming to Florida and was going to negotiate with me how I was going to get them back. And, um, and yeah, um, he was on a Greyhound bus with my kids on his way to Texas. And I ended up talking to a really great attorney um, who said, you know, whatever he wants, apologize. It's your fault. Like fall on your sword, whatever he wants, tell him. And so he ended up having me like write up a contract basically of, you know, we're going to work this out. So I ended up paying for them to come back and he was arrested getting off of the airplane. And so that's how I got my kids back the weekend before mother's day last year. Mm. So, you know, tough situation, you know, for sure. But there are things that, you know, there's always life happens for us, not to us. Mm-hmm. And I'm a firm believer in that. And all of Absolutely. these things, it doesn't mean that he's a bad person. It means that he's a wounded person and he's scared. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, I think that, you know, going back to like short sales and all of this, like, I just want people to be whole, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I just want people to be whole. Um, and there are wounded people, you know, everybody yeah. has Yeah, well, baggage. everybody is. Everybody has baggage. Mm-hmm. There's no, 
progress, not perfection. Right. So, so now in this new, new version of you and this, you know, kids are home and that must feel amazing. I can't imagine going through that. That's, that's really, that would be really awful. How are, what are some of the ways that, because now, now more than ever, you, you've got to be more in your masculine energy. Like that's just naturally what would happen. So knowing that that's not the best balance and that feminine is still incredibly important and not just with your kids. Are you dating at all yet or no? Um, yes. I mean, yes. So, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So yes, in, in, very, in light of that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So in light of that, you're going to have to really, that's, that's what's going to come down to, right. It's now understanding that masculine is for work and getting right. shit done, not just for work, but getting shit done. Yep. So what are, what are some ways that you're going to, I mean, I, I always talk about, you know, re- the really the stuff we grow up knowing, you know, baths, bubble baths, candles, chocolate, why all those things that get dancing and is a huge one to get you into your feminine energy. Are you conscious of it now knowing that like, regardless of the past relationship, knowing that you need to, when you approach a new relationship, that it's really important for you to be in your feminine with him and not just as a mother, but it, it's like, is that something that's come up for you? Or are you, are you looking forward to that part of it and attracting yeah. a mature masculine? Yeah. So, so again, this was something that I, it was not, you know, people say when you're not looking for love, here it comes. <laughs> well, I was not looking for love and, um, balancing that, uh, feminine and masculine energy, um, has been really hard. When I, when I met Neil, um, we were out walking and he's like, you know, kind of asking me the same questions. And I'm like, you know, like, first of all, I'm just, I was not interested in dating. I was like, yeah, no, like I'm not interested in dating. I'm not interested in any of this. And like, honestly, I think I'm just too masculine. And he looked at Mm. me and said, I don't think you're masculine. I think you're quite feminine. And I was like, yeah, no. (laughs) So I was in this like, down is up and up is down because I was trying to find this, like trying to find my footing in this new normal. Like now mm. I'm going from mom to, you know, and stay at home wife to business owner to, you know, I'm, I'm now like, I'm still the mom, but I'm a one parent household. So trying to kind of like maneuver all of that and find Kristen mm. and he was great with helping me find Kristen. And so uh, what do I do now? I think now I, I wear more makeup (laughs) than I ever Mm -hmm. have before. Um, I do little things like I'll get my hair done. Um, That's not something that I would ever do before. Um, Going to the gym, working out. uh, That's something else that I do. Uh, You and I, we have a common thread and, uh, you have a thyroid condition mm-hmm. um, and I do as well. So sometimes that can spiral out of control. And that's yep. something that I'm working on because when you don't, like when I am fit and I'm strong, I like that. It makes mm-hmm. me feel good. I like the way that I look. Um, I like the way that I feel in clothes. I like shopping for clothes. And when that spirals out of control, I get into this, like right now we're all living the pajama life, right? <laughs> it's like it's the COVID life. This shit is real, girl. Let me tell you. It is so fucking real. Yeah. Yeah. It's like 
stretch pants. I mean, so you can slip into that easily. And when you have these things like, you know, these, these thyroid things that like your levels just go crazy. And unless you're trying mm-hmm. to manage it with medication, like it can, it can go buck wild on you and you've got to stay in front of it. And that pushes you, I feel like out of your feminine, because if you don't like the way that you look like maybe I'm not going to mm-hmm. shave my legs today. And then if my legs, if I'm not shaving my legs, like I'm really yeah. not feeling good. Right. True. <laughs> you know, so, so true. So it's staying in front of it and being aware. And these are things that I'm working on still, but it's, it's having the awareness to say like, okay, you either need to wax these puppies now, or you need to shave them, <laughs> go to the right. gym, put something like nice on. Right. And, and so that's, you know, so those are the things that I do. Um, I, I put music on and I sing more now. I dance more now. It's being playful. And, yep. and so those are the things like that's finding Kristen. And that's right. When I was with Neil at UPW, we went out and I think we we're at the Mojito bar and uh, at the port Miami down there. And I haven't gone out dancing like, and I don't even know how long. And we had a blast. I mean, it was, right. you know, us and our people from our condo. And we were just having such a fun time. And he said, he made a comment to me. I forgot exactly what it was. But he was like, who's not feminine, you know? And I was like, right. wait a minute. Like, maybe I am. And then right. it took some time for me to decipher, like, okay, this, maybe I was feminine before, like, but in a nurturing, like mothering way, but like, what about in a sexy way? Like, right. That's because they're not, they're, it's not feminine. the same thing. Yeah. And it's totally not the same right. thing. And I think one of the reasons, the thing about Neil, that's so cool is like, he, now he's on his own journey and he's learning everyday new things, but he's in the presence of a woman, he's in his mature masculine. And so what happens, and that's, that's sort of a bit why I was tra- tra- like talking about your marriage and I don't know his situation. And I bet he would say, yeah, she was in her masculine, probably more than you sure. even realize. They they always do mm-hmm. because we don't even realize it. We disguise it in many different ways, but really we're like, sure. oh, oops. <laughs> but <laughs> really, really me? No, um, not me. I do. <laughs> yeah, right. So, but the, the thing that's really important to mention is that, and the guy that we keep talking about, this Neil guy, he's a friend of ours. And again, he was on the show previously, but like, a mature masculine when I'm, and I just had Brian Mayoral on my show just before, um, before you and I started chatting and it was, it's an incredible episode. He works for Tony. He's one of his eight peak performance strategists. And he has, a, he and I experienced date with destiny together for our first time this past December. But if you have a mature masculine man in front of you, we release and we surrender into our beautiful feminine divine. It's not, yeah. It, it, and it's so natural that you don't even realize that you're doing it. And so you come to the party saying, I'm not, I think I'm masculine, which is total bullshit. You're not. You have masculine mm-hmm. energy when needed. But in your core, I can tell by the way you move your face. I can tell by the way your hair. I can tell that you really are in your core a feminine divine. But it, mm-hmm. now it's, now it's, we get into this place where we can't be fearful to continue to show up that way, even in the presence of a man, because it has nothing to do with the man. So like right. ladies, when you're in that zone and you're, and you're feeling your feminine divine, stay there. Like don't bounce in and out because of a guy. And it's really tricky because if you're single, I was single, I was starting to think, how do I morph myself to attract? And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
it has to be for me to be in my feminine because that's how I feel good, irrespective of a guy. And what Mm -hmm. ends up happening is you do attract a mature masculine man anyway. It's like what I say about content. I have a content writing company and I'll say, if you write for conversions and you write for the reader, you'll achieve SEO. Google will rank you organically. But if you just wrote for Google, no one's going to look at your stuff. And it's the same. So if you, and, and I think it's beautiful that you're, that you've got all these little tricks and, and, and things because as simple as, as simplistic as they sound, they work like moving your body. And we're going to have, I think we're going to do a virtual dance party in the next couple of weeks for all the women that I'm friends with. And like, if you, when you go to date with Destiny, Kristen, you're going to, your mind is going to be completely blown. There's an exercise. I talked about it uh, with Brian, where women, we, Tony has us get up and just start to move our bodies to music that he's playing and we start dancing and you can see it takes time, but eventually every woman and, and the men that are feminine energy as well, everybody that's dancing, you can see them from the first song to the third song, totally open up. And it is the most beautiful mm-hmm. thing to witness, but it's important. Like, you know, as women, we can, and I always say we can be a, we can still be a boss in our business. But when it comes to our personal lives, feminine energy is where it's at. So thank you for that. Um, so, so what's next for you? I mean, you're, you're in the dating scene and you're, you know, all that sort of things happening and the kids are home. So what's next for you in terms of your journey and into feminine divide and into entrepreneurship? Tell us a little bit about what you've got coming up. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I've got this, you know, little baby relationship and, and it's, that's great. So just kind of feeding on, feeding onto that and um, letting, letting the masculine energy kind of um, relinquishing to that mm. is good. Um, and let that kind of flow. Um, Business wise, you know, still kind of going on my journey um, just kind of building on what I already have um, in the future. I would love to have some sort of a project where I'm working with people with um, any form of PTSD. I've worked with veterans in the past, and um, I'm really interested in, in maps. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but that's the... No, tell, tell us what, what that is. Yeah, that's the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Sciences. Oh, and yes, I do so, know. I do know. Yeah. I've been watching so a ton. I just did my first breath work, breath work because I, I'm interested in thinking about, I'm thinking about, um, the uh-huh. mushrooms and ayahuasca, but yeah. my first thing was the breath works, which I didn't get much out yeah. of because I've I can go yeah. that deep on my own. But okay, so maps, right. very it's cool, hard. very cool. <laughs> yeah, so I'm interested in maps. Um, you know, there's some really neat places like Sedona, Arizona, doing some sort of just kind of um, getting a team together um, and and doing something to support these people that have any sort of post traumatic stress. Um, because again, it's about making everybody whole. Um, everybody's mm. got baggage, and everybody deserves to live a fantastic life, living with passion. Everybody should have that opportunity. And um, if I can help anybody in that way, um, it's not—it's not just what I can do for other people. And Tony right. talks about this. It's it makes me feel good. I'm also doing it for myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it makes me feel good. It fills my cup, as I say. And um, yeah, so that is something, you know, a little a little further into the future. So I'm trying to set myself up um, so that I can go into this. 
That's amazing. I am. I'm doing a, a retreat, a goddess retreat. I'm calling it in Sedona in December. Um, and it's not going to be business at all. Like it's, it's going to be basically a giant slumber party. And because I think that will get us, that gets you into your feminine. And I think there's enough. We, I mean, come on, there's so many business retreats and all this shit. Like I just want to go somewhere and play and be, and Sedona has so much energy that's energetically so powerful there. And mm-hmm. anything I've seen, you know, in terms of, um, like they've got beautiful spas and all that kind of stuff. So I think maybe, maybe some year you can come down and do some uh, guided meditations with ayahuasca or some mushrooms or something, but that would be yeah. interesting. It'd be an interesting <laughs> thing to do. I mean, it's not, yeah, it's not, not off the table. That's for sure. I know, you know, I'm watching, I'm watching maps and it, it looks like they're in their third phase of clinical trials. Of course they had to put things on hold right now. Um, but for MDMA assistive psychotherapy, which is great. Yep. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, um, people would ask me like, what do you believe in? Well, I believe in, I believe in energy and our mm-hmm. higher, our higher power, higher source of energy, like something out there. And I feel like we have everything that we need is here. Yep. Um, it was given to us. And so whether it's mushrooms, if that's the thing, or if it's medical marijuana, like whatever floats your boat, who cares? You know, how can we, how can we harness the things that we already have here and, and be whole? Right. And so, so that's kind of, that's like my, my higher purpose, you know? Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I think, and I want to, and I do want to just say, so people don't mis, misinterpret, those things aren't mm-hmm. meant um, as everyday things either. These are, these are methods right. to unlock because yeah. I always say like it, whether you're drinking or you're smoking weed every day, like you're still hiding from something. And I think the beautiful thing about what you're talking about is these tools are used to unlock. And then mm-hmm. once it's unlocked, we carry on. It's not something that you yeah. have to you know, and, and I, I watched a lot of documentaries recently. I watched, um, Gwyneth Paltrow has a documentary on Netflix called the goop lab. And if you mm-hmm. haven't seen it yet, I, it's like six episodes. They're all of them are unreal. A lot of them are Tony Robbins people like Wim Hof is in there. And there, there was, um, they all did this journey where they, they drank the mushroom tea and it was really beautiful. And then the other one is Brian from London real. He just did a mm-hmm. whole thing on the clinical trials and MD and all of it. And it's, but it's a really, yeah, like I think even just to touch on this coronavirus stuff, like it feels like everything has just slowed down to such a beautiful, quiet place. I haven't heard one person complaining about, like they'll complain about things but when they get quiet and they get still it's like we all collectively needed this break and it's like it's almost like there's people like I was reading yesterday in Ontario here there's very few people going into hospitals but some of them need should be going but they're afraid to that that's not who I'm talking about I'm talking about the people who are going just for the little tiny things that they've always gone to blah 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 they can't go and so they're looking for other ways. And, and I think a lot of people are starting to look inward and that's beautiful. Like if we honor that, yeah. that's mm-hmm. fucking amazing. Like people are getting yeah. quiet again. It's so, so cute. I mean, I, I, I think it's a beautiful time right now in history. Beautiful time. Yeah. I mean, to your point about, you know, um, people either drinking or smoking or whatever. I mean, thinking of people going into hospitals, there are people that 
for whatever whatever within themselves, like this is how they get their attention. Mm-hmm. And significance. Absolutely. You need significance. And it could be that it could be exercising, you know, right. like a crazy person. It, I mean, these forms of coping take on many faces and some of them look great. Mm-hmm. But the tools that I'm talking about and that you were touching on, you know, we have to have a respect for these. Yeah, things. it's not to use all the time. It's that there are people that are really hurting. There are people that are just now understanding that, like, holy shit, like, I've been drinking my whole life, or I work out because I have body dysmorphia, or whatever it is. And so these are tools that are used, yep. um, you know, by people that that understand that not just that are like yeah. popping mushrooms yeah <laughs> it's, it's a, a very it's a really it's yeah it's a that. super controlled environment like and I encourage mm-hmm. you if you're if you're interested in looking looking at the documentaries that are out there because they're really really well done but it, it is it's and it's like a Tony Robbins event too right like if these are mm-hmm. tools like a lot of people get addicted to going to Tony Robbins things or personal development things and that's not any healthy either like there's right. a time to just, you get the tools and then you learn and then you implement, but it's not, mm-hmm. it's, it's coming to back again for, for us, it's coming back to our core as you know, right. once we're in our core, like, you know what, your heart knows the answer to everything, mm-hmm. period. It's our yeah. friggin' heads, our masculine that gets us tripped up. That's the thing we need to get the shit done. But the heart knows mm-hmm. everything. And I think a lot yeah. of the things we're talking about are just tools on how to open up that heart again. Um, right. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. But so that's, that's it for, for my questions. And I mean, gosh, like, what an awesome conversation. It went a little off the rails there with the, uh, <laughs> the psychedelic and map stuff, but I love it. But thank right. you so much for, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, where can people find you if they're, if they're looking for some real estate help or, or anything like that? What are, where, are, uh, where can we find you? Yeah, I'm on Facebook um, and Instagram. I'm the Southwest Florida Realtor or the SouthwestFloridaRealtor.com all spelled out. Awesome. Well, thank you, Kristen, for that. Um, we're like, we're almost at an hour. So it's just flying by. <laughs> um, I know, it flies. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. Have an incredible rest of your day. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thank Thanks, you. guys, for listening. Yeah. And uh, have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.